Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Hello and welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Nate Courtney. Ahead on this edition of Herd Roundup, we will update you on Marshall baseball, men and women's basketball, football, men's soccer, cross country, and the rest of Marshall's Olympic sports. But first on this edition, Marshall baseball has closed out the 2023 fall season and now look forward to making its new facility home. FM 80 Sports Ray Rainierson has the recap of the fall season. With the fall ball season coming to an end, Marshall Baseball says goodbye to the Kennedy Center, but now looks to make Jack Cook Field its new home. Yeah, well, you know, first I want to say thanks to the YMCA and, and you know for providing that facility to us. 14 years, George Smales and the YMCA people provided a place for Marshall Baseball to play. So we're grateful for that. What we're excited about is having a home of our own. And Marshall University, Marshall Baseball Program is finally going to have their own field and our own stadium and our own place to work out, train, be our home and be a place where our guys can hang out and the camaraderie and the culture of a program can really develop. They're really excited about that. Coach Beals and his staff made sure to take advantage of its first fall ball season, leading the charge for Marshall Baseball. And, and, you know, when I got here last year, I got here in January, so there were some things that I adopted that we were halfway through the season, so we couldn't flip the switch completely. So this fall was the first opportunity for for myself and our coaching staff to really lay down the foundation of, of what our program is going to be. So... All of, our, all of our systems, our bunt defenses, our pickoffs, our rundowns, our cuts and relays, our first and third plays, all of our systems we successfully um, instilled uh, this fall. So I really, really feel good about that from a standpoint. It was not just about playing the games this fall, as Coach Beals also got to share a special moment with someone near and dear to Marshall Baseball. Kim and I have gotten to know each other throughout the process of, of getting entrenched here in, in Huntington. And at Marshall, um, Kim is passionate about Marshall baseball. Uh, she knows how much it meant to her dad. Uh, we were pushing for this name uh, all along. Uh, so to be on the field with her when uh, we peeled back the the tarps and, and showed uh, Jack Cook Field, the, those letters and that name on the field itself it was a special moment. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ray Ranierson. Thanks, Ray. Marshall Baseball looks to thunder itself onto its new field when its season begins this spring. The Marshall Thundering Herd men's basketball team tipped off the 2023 season on Monday, November 6th, playing host to the Queen's University of Charlotte Royals. FM 88 Sports' Luke Hamilton has the recap. Marshall men's basketball is back on the court for the 2023 season. The Herd faced off against the Queens Royals from Charlotte, North Carolina, and won 89-73. The same opponent Marshall took a loss to in the first regular season game last year. During the offseason, Herd head coach Dan D'Antoni took some time to reflect on last year's squad. He had two guards that led the country in scoring, really. as a duo. Those were special times to watch two guys that can average over 20 points in the season on the same team. 
is very difficult. 24 wins with the chance to win the whole thing in the last game. I mean, that's a good season. The Herd's dynamic duo of Andrew Taylor and Tavion Kinsey put up two missed layups in the final seconds of last season's 83-82 loss against Queens. Coach D'Antoni also says that regardless of the outcome or the roster he has, he wants fans to come out and support the Herd this year. Well, I think we're always exciting. Winning always increases crowd size. I, I'm trying to get it to where it's not like that. You either support the Herd or you don't. As long as they're given everything they got for you, you come out and support them and cheer them on. You're going to have wins and you're going to have losses. Marshall returned to the hardwood at the Cam Henderson Center against the Royals with a revamped team. One of the newest additions to the roster, Kevon Voiles, made his way into the starting lineup as a graduate student guard after transferring from the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Voiles put up 10 points before he was subbed out of the contest with 13 minutes to go in the first half. Wyatt Fricks got to work early as well, slamming in two dunks on the fast break. Another steal from Wyatt Fricks, who goes down with a dunk. You could just tell he was going up for that one. Wide open space, wide open lane. Wyatt Fricks, is it a bird, is it a plane? You know, Wyatt is kind of a hybrid. Uh, he can go four or three, he can play outside or inside. Cage runs into the paint, past the top of the key, kicks it out to Pollard, where it's blocked by Voiles, and down the court, it's Wyatt Fricks. Double clutch dunk from Fricks. What a beautiful pass right off the steal from Crawford. Fricks struck again by showing off his shooting skills late in the second half. And checks it inside, just outside the paint. It'll be a jumper two for number two, Wyatt Fricks. Two more points on the board for the redshirt sophomore forward. Fricks has got seven points tonight. He's second in the scoring bracket. Marshall led 45-36 to 36 at the end of the first half after leading by 21 points in the first 11 minutes. In the second half, the Herd picked up the pace by relying on its starting forward from last season. Of the court by Wyatt Fricks. There it is. With the slam. It's the big O. Who else but Opina and Achille Killen. He's in double digits tonight. He's got 10 points. One of the team's leaders, Camden Kerfman, came alive in the second half, ending a two-minute scoring drought. Cameron Crawford with the inbound to Kerfman for a quick two. And Marshall ends that two-and-a-half-minute scoring drought off the hands of Camden Kerfman. He's got 12 points tonight. The Herd's newest forward from Texas State, Nate Martin, helped put the icing on the cake in the final four minutes of play. Martin defeated the Herd last season in its final postseason contest and used his skills for the Herd this time to put up 15 points and nine rebounds in the win. Back out to the right side to Nate Martin. Spin move! And for the successful layup, number 41, Nate Martin. Marshall basketball got fans excited and ready for a new season, featuring some new and familiar faces. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Luke Hamilton. Thanks, Luke. Marshall men's basketball is back in action tonight at 7 p.m., taking on the Radford Highlanders at the Greenbrier Resort in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. The Kim Caldwell era officially began for Marshall women's basketball last night as they traveled to Fairfax, Virginia to take on the George Mason Patriots. The Thundering Herd would fall to the Patriots 84-77. The Herd struggled to find a rhythm offensively in the first half, making 23% of shots in the opening two quarters. Marshall turned the ball over 18 times entering the halftime break. Marshall's defense limited George Mason to just 31.3% in the first quarter and created 24 turnovers in the game. But the Patriots found a groove in the second and third, scoring 51 points in the middle two quarters. Marshall trailed by as much as 23 early in the second half, but clawed its way back within four through energy and strong defense in the late third and fourth quarters. Senior guard and preseason All-Sun Belt Conference first team member Rochelle Scott led the way for Marshall with 28 points. 
Brianna Campbell scored 17 in her Marshall debut. Abby Beeman had 16 and led the team with 7 rebounds. Taviana Habib led the Patriots with 20 points. Preseason All-A-10 player Nelani Kasia had 10 rebounds to lead both teams. More showman's basketball will be back in action on Sunday, November 12th when they travel to McKenzie Arena to take on the Chattanooga Mocs in the first trip to Chattanooga since 1997. Marshall football hosts its first Saturday home football game at Jones C. Edwards Stadium since September when Georgia Southern comes to Huntington for the We Are Playing for the 75 game at 7 p.m. on Saturday. That fateful event, which happened 53 years ago, is still considered as the worst sports-related air tragedy in history. But Marshall rose from that tragedy to become a Division I AA powerhouse and national champion before ascending to the Division I ranks, where the program now competes in the Sun Belt Conference. Marshall comes into this weekend's contest following a 31-9 loss at Appalachian State. Marshall leads the overall series between the programs by a 5-2 margin. Georgia Southern won the first two battles in series history in 1989 and 1990, but since that time, Marshall has won five straight, including a 23-10 win in Statesboro, Georgia last November. Ben Cower and Sean Kelly will be on the call with pregame starting at 6 p.m. and kickoff at 7 p.m. We're going to step aside for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll update you on men's soccer, cross-country, and more Marshall Olympic sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. I'm Jimmy Smith, and I'd like to talk to you about a screening. No, not a movie screening, but a screening test for colorectal cancer. It could save your life. Colorectal cancer is highly preventable, yet it is the second leading cancer killer of men and women in the U.S. But it doesn't have to be. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. So please get screened for colorectal cancer. I did. If you're 50 or older, get screened. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Treat me with understanding. Treat me with respect. Drug and alcohol addiction is an equal opportunity disease. Treat me without judgment. Individuals in recovery come from all walks of life and deserve to be treated with respect for winning one of the hardest battles there is. Treat me with courtesy. Treat me with humanity. Alcohol and drug addiction deserves proper treatment. For drug and alcohol information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Hi, this is former Marshall football player Blake Keller, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Nate Courtney. On Sunday, November 5th, the Marshall Thundering Herd men's soccer team played host to the Old Dominion Monarchs in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament quarterfinals. FM 88 Sports Ben Anderson has the recap. 
On Sunday, November 15th, the number one seeded Marshall Thundering Herd men's soccer team played host to the eighth seeded Old Dominion Monarchs in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament quarterfinals at Hoops Family Field. The matchup marked the second time this season that the two teams faced off, with Marshall winning the previous match in Norfolk, Virginia by a score of 2-0 on October 26th. After the first 45 minutes of play, both teams would enter the locker room in a scoreless tie, with the Thundering Herd out shooting the Monarchs 10-6. The second half would be all Marshall as the Thundering Herd would take a 1-0 lead following this goal by Pablo Simone in the 59th minute. Back over to Bamford. Bamford to Amaro. Now Teo Goddard crosses midfield over to Bell. Closest to the left end of the Marshall bench. Crosses it inside the box and a shot squibbed inside the net and it's a goal for Marshall. Marshall strikes first. Old Dominion would try to respond in the 56th minute as the Monarchs would connect with David Strimek off a corner kick, but the shot attempt would be blocked by Gabriel Perolta to keep the Marshall lead at 1-0. Then, in the 84th minute, the Thundering Herd would put the game away with this goal by Augustin Usem to take a 2-0 lead. Play still in Marshall possession. Usem on the far side near the 18-yard box. A short pass that's intercepted by Lewis Beckett. Not for long, however. Marshall's still camping out inside the box as it finds the back of the net. 2-0 Marshall. Old Dominion would try to respond once again with shots in the 79th and 84th minute with neither finding the back of the net as the Marshall Thundering Herd would go on to win 2-0 and advance to the Sunbelt Conference semifinals. Leading the way for Marshall would be goalkeeper Gabriel Perota who finished the match with a season-high five saves. The graduate student and native of Paraguay bought a shutout total to 9.5 this season as the Marshall Thundering Herd would advance to host the Kentucky Wildcats in the Sunbelt Conference semifinals. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Following the win versus Old Dominion, the Marshall Thundering Herd men's soccer team on November 8 played host to the 8th-seeded Kentucky Wildcats in the Sunbelt Conference semifinals. FM 88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards has the recap. On November 8th, the Kentucky Wildcats fell to the Marshall Thundering Herd men's soccer team in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament semifinal. UK returned to Hoops Family Field for the third time this season, where it held a 2-0 record on the year after beating Marshall in October and a win this past Sunday against James Madison University in the Sunbelt quarterfinal. The odds did not fall in favor of Kentucky this past Wednesday, though, as Marshall was victorious by a score of 3-0. Yet another scoreless half for Marshall, just like the previous three matchups for the Thundering Herd, Marshall finally found the back of the net in the 48th minute, courtesy of Alvaro Garcia Pascual. Alvaro able to get by the defender. Going to turn into a one-on-one -on -one here. That's Alvaro for Marshall with a shot, and it's good! Goal, Marshall! What a job right there by Alvaro, able to out-hustle the defender, and it all started with the first connection from Pablo Simon, then Alvaro able to beat it out. This was Garcia Pascual's sixth goal of the season and broke the seal open on a tightly contested game up until the score. The stalemate continued once again between Kentucky and Marshall as the Wildcats tried its best to scratch back into the game. Marshall freshman Joao Roberto declawed those efforts by adding a second goal to make the lead 2-0 for Marshall in the 64th minute. Crossing it over to a few Marshall players and it's headed right toward the middle of the box. It's a shot. It's up and it's good for Marshall. What a goal there for the Thundering Herd. As the news of the West Virginia Mountaineers winning its semifinal matchup against South Carolina was announced by the PA announcer at Hoops Family Field, Marshall fans began to anticipate a Mountain State Derby rematch for the title. Marshall's star Matthew Bell made sure to make that rematch a reality by adding a third goal in the 86th minute. And it's 
And it's for Matthew Bell. And what a setup there. Taken away. And this one's all but over now. And Marshall now extends its lead. Three to nil over the Kentucky Wildcats. And that definitely has to think that's the last nail in the coffin for the Wildcats in the Sun Belt Tournament. Marshall would hold on to that 3-0 lead for the final three and a half minutes for the shutout victory. Marshall goalkeeper Gabrielle Perota recorded his 10th shutout of the season and fourth in a row. The goals by Garcia Pascual, Roberto, and Bell set Marshall up for a Sun Belt Conference Championship match with in-state rival West Virginia University, taking place Sunday, November 12th at Hoops Family Field. For FM88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. The number one Marshall University men's soccer team on Sunday will play host to the third-ranked West Virginia Mountaineers in the Mountain State Derby rematch for the Sun Belt Conference Championship. Sunday's title match is set for 1 p.m. at Hoops Family Field. John Boggess and Jonathan Edwards will be on the call with pregame at 12.30 and kickoff at 1 p.m. right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. On November 8th, Excuse me, November 8th was the Fall National Signing Day with new signees signing across all of Thundering Athletics and baseball. Angel San- Santiago Velasquez, Will Guba, Ben Cohen, Josh Ferguson, AJ Manak, Peyton Jackson, Cooper Henson, Rivers Johnson, Clint Moak, Keon Collins, Jackson Golden, and Davis Gunn. For women's soccer, Rebecca Winston, Madison Toon, Megan Drinkwine, Sophia Alzate, McKenna Newcomb, Maddie Howells, Emma Shields, and Brooklyn McComas. For Marshall men's soccer is Kale, excuse me, is Kale Ropetetsky from Harvey's Lake, Pennsylvania, where he competed for Lake Layman High School and then in swimming and diving. Allie Hubbard, Madeline Akin, and Lauren, excuse me, Lauren Mc. Mekanarma. My bad, excuse me. In Marsh Track and Field, Ellie, here's a look, Emma Henry, Lauren Thomas, John Purvis, and Maya Booz. For Marshall Volleyball, Audrey Greer, Murray Riley, Emma Sire, Izzy Collier, and Taylor Bartram. In Marshall Softball, Diamond Leslie, Laney Jennings, Ava Hazard, Tia. Tidy, Maddie Veal, Ako Conaway, and Ava Blake. For Marshall men's basketball, Will Moore and Eric Harding. In Marshall men's basketball. Excuse me, we're going to step aside for a quick break and when we come back. We'll update you on cross country, more Marshall Olympic sports. You're listening to Hurt Roundup. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, 
Every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. I thought indoor tanning was safe. Right. They say their tanning rays were less likely to cause a sunburn. What you need to know is that they can be worse. They can cause deeper skin damage because the lamps can emit more ultraviolet radiation than the sun. Up to 15 times more. 15 times! Hello? Not only can UV rays cause skin cancer, but they can cause ugly, wrinkly skin and age spots. So instead of making you look cool, they can make you look like old. And FYI, every year there are more than 1 million new cases of skin cancer. Including melanoma, the deadliest form of skin cancer. And, and the, the second most common cancer for women in their 20s. Yes, in their 20s. And treatment for skin, skin cancer can be surgery and sometimes even chemotherapy and radiation. But, but still, more than 10,000 people will die from skin cancer each year. You don't want to be one of them. Don't be in the dark. Indoor tanning is out. Be safe. Don't go there. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. For more information, visit aad.org. Hi, this is Jason Filia, host of the Sports Fill-In and voice of the Ironton Fighting Tigers on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. You are listening to the worldwide leader of martial sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in martial athletics. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm Nate Courtney. In martial cross country, it was announced yesterday afternoon by the Sunbelt Conference uh, that martial cross country runners Abby Herring, Kylie Maston, and Evan White was named all Sunbelt Conference selection. Abby Herring, with her second place finish at the Sunbelt Conference Championships last month, earned the Parkersburg native first team all conference. Both Maston and White earned second team honors with their top 10 finishes at the league championship meet. Also in Marshall Cross Country this afternoon, Abby Herring made history for the Thundering Herd as she became the first female runner in program history to qualify for the NCAA National Championships after finishing sixth in the women's 6K with a time of 19 minutes and 52.4 seconds. Herring now becomes only the third runner overall in program history to qualify for nationals, joining Kim Nutter in 1979 and Matt Schiffbauer in 2011. And that'll do it for this week's Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week as we recap all the news for the week that was in martial athletics. For Ray Ryan Nearson, Jonathan Edwards, Luke Hamilton, and the rest of the FM88 sports team, I'm Nate Courtney. Ben Anderson, thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website, www.marshot.edu/wmul, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the Thundering Herd. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.